What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Chris Cox here, host of the Big Blurred Podcast. This is episode one of season four. We are back in full effect. Now, I wanted you to get ready and I want to put a disclaimer out there. This is a shorter episode than most everyone is used to. And this is more an emotional episode as well as I talk about the emotions I felt while watching the newly released movie on Apple TV, Finch, starring Tom Hanks, and how watching that movie helped me deal with my emotions of losing a fellow podcaster and my cousin, uh, Chris Carter, the host of the From Where I Sit podcast. So make sure you turn your headphones up, you get your iPhone ready, you got your computer speakers going, sit back, relax, and listen to the episode. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's your boy, Chris Cox, host of the Big Blurred Podcast. And yes, I am back at it again. It is definitely or it has definitely been a very long time since I've been on the mic and been able to bring some content to the masses. You know, my seven to nine listeners. <laughs> But we're back uh, and we're back with uh, fresh creative ideas and I'm back also with a heavy heart and I'm also back with a tired brain. So there's a lot to unpack in this episode, which is the uh, first episode of season four. And I want to thank everyone who's out there been listening and got us to a season four uh, the first episode right now, we it's called Love, Death, and Robots. We are going to do a review uh, on the new movie Finch, which just released on Apple TV, as well as we are going to kind of dive deep into some personal uh, loss or the fact that I am grieving right now for the loss of a family member. My fellow podcaster, uh, as well as my cousin, my family member, uh, Chris Carter, who was the host of the From Where I Sit podcast. And some of you who are listening right now may remember Chris from guest hosting on my show. Uh, we talked about Antonio Brown, the saga of Toe Tap Tony. Uh, he's been on numerous times talking about anime, talking about TV, uh, and just talking about pop culture in general. And I've been a guest on his podcast as well. We grew up like brothers, even though we're cousins. And as you can see, we both became podcasters or have podcasted. Um, and have been involved in media and content creation, we've had a ton of similarities in what we like in life. But my cousin passed away, and he passed away on October 8th of 2021. And it was definitely a huge blow, and it left a huge hole for me. But while watching this movie that I am going to review and also relate back to how it helped me on my emotional journey. Uh, we are going to discuss that for the show today. And I hope it helps anyone else who's listening and just maybe has an emotional weight that is on them right now. Um, I hope you guys are loving the show and are happy with some new content and 
again, if this can just help one or two people or it just makes a couple people smile and laugh or have a good thought about a family member or a loved one or a friend who's no longer there, then, you know, man, that puts me on cloud nine. So let's jump right into it. Okay, so I know, before we start, why Robots Love and Death? Why that title? Again, the movie that we're going to review is Finch, which is just released on Apple TV, which uh, stars Tom Hanks, which I love Tom Hanks. I love most of all his movies that he's been a part of, or I love his TV shows that he's produced. I mean, just as a person, as an entertainer, as someone who's created things for us to consume, I really enjoy Tom Hanks. I, I really, really do. And part of the story of this movie is Tom Hanks essentially creates AI. He creates artificial intelligence, excuse me, artificial intelligence, like a learning, quote unquote, living computer. Uh, and he creates this robot, this boy, so to speak, to help him on his journey. With watching the movie and watching these characters go through their journey, the movie did a great job of evoking emotion in me because it helped me go on an emotional journey of my own parallel to the story. So in that notion, it was a great movie because movies set out to do that. They set out to evoke emotion within the people that watch them. And so that way they carve out a space for that movie in their heart for years to come, not just that initial sitting. And Finch did that. I, I will tell you for me, it did that. Is it a movie that's going to win a bunch of awards? I think there have been sh uh, movies that Tom Cruise maybe has put up a, a better performance, but that's splitting hairs. I think his performance as this character is award-worthy as well, but I don't think it's going to like rank over his character or his portrayal of Forrest Gump or rank over his portrayal of, of, of Sully, the aircraft pilot um, who landed in the Hudson or... Is it going to portray a more intense character than his character in Saving Private Ryan? But this character was well acted. So it's like splitting hairs. It's like saying, you know, what's your best, you know, Michael Jordan dunk or what's your best LeBron play? It's splitting hairs. You really can't say one is better than the other. But I think he did a phenomenal performance knowing that he's acting against blue screen a lot or acting against green screen or acting with someone, a character with X's and crosses on them designated for the eye, eye, uh, line of sight because it's going to be a visual effect, visual effect shot. So very interesting, but still a well-crafted performance. While watching the movie Finch, right, I thought a lot or a lot of the scenes and dialogue and music had me thinking about my cousin a lot. It had me thinking about love, trust, family, and, and how all of that is blended within e each one of us. And it m either makes us human or it makes us a family. 
to see that also played out within the movie and within my own inner thoughts in parallel was amazing when I was able to step back, like step away from it and think about what just happened. It's not a new movie, meaning the concept is not new. So from movies like Terminator, Red Planet, Short Circuit, Chappie, Bicentennial Man, uh, these are all movies that give us that emotional glimpse into the conflict that is AI. You know, that question, what happens when robots or computers become self-aware? So as the movie starts to go down the path of having a self-aware robot, it doesn't even ask that question. And it doesn't, it doesn't even broach the topic as to did I just do something that's good for humanity or did I just create something that's going to turn on humans? It was created for the sake to learn what family means, you know, kind of like nature versus nurture, you know, like this robot, Jeff, as he decided to call himself, he was quote unquote raised by Tom Hanks character, Finch, uh, in a way that he understood what family meant. So there wasn't that conflict of, oh, I'm a robot, I'm aware, I'm superior to humans. It was more so, I'm alive and I have the capacity to love. So it went in a whole different route and it didn't touch on that normal conflict of, are you alive, are you dead, are you a robot, are you going to take over the world type thing. Now, the movie doesn't, dive right into the robot concept. Like, it's not a movie about robots and AI and replacing humanity. It is not. And it starts off in a very slow build, uh, in a build that allows you to invest in the characters. And it it allowed the emotional dam to fill during its two-hour runtime. And the emotional dam, it's, you know, that wall, that dam inside all of us, that those movies constantly kind of fill, throw more water in it, throw more emotion in it by the sheer powerful or sheer power of the scenes and the dialogues, uh, the cinematography, the lighting, and it fills up in you. And by the end of the movie, my damn broke. That doesn't mean like I laid out and was blubbering and crying, but I definitely had that vision of, clarity after it all came out and i hope i will be able to get to and and explain that a little bit better tom hanks is excellent as the lone survivor the everyman who is not like amazingly strong or brave he just has a will to survive he's cautious extremely educated in the world of robotics which again helps progress the story the way it's and It also helps because he has taken refuge in what looks like to be a robotics company or factory where he used to work. It doesn't go into a lot of backstory, but they do have a couple of dialogue scenes where he says, I'm glad I was inside when the sky, basically like the sky, the ozone layer finally eroded away. And then you just got tons and tons of sunlight coming in unfiltered. Pretty much everyone just, you know, you burn to death if you didn't find a way to hide. And so Tom Hanks, he he introduces us to this world, you know, which is sandstorms, extreme heat and death, like I explained. And we be uh, we are aware 
as the movie moves along fairly quickly in the first 15, 20 minutes, it introduces us to a like conglomerate of storms. Like I think this said the the computer said it was like a hundred and something anomalies put together and they weren't gonna last. Basically it was gonna rip up where they were living and they didn't have enough food to outlast the storm, which was gonna last like you know, more than 90 days. So Tom Hankson's character, Finch, he basically puts the finishing touches on what he was working on before the movie opened on. So before we get a look into his life, uh, it looks like he was working on a robot and he is scanning all these books and information and encyclopedia and he is downloading it into the robot's brain. He only is able to finish about 80%. So now he is taking on the path of basically raising this robot to get him up to speed so they can leave and outrun this storm, this deadly storm that if they stay, they're going to die. Understanding that Tom Hanks' character is on limited time himself. And that's as much as I'll put into it because I don't want to get caught with the whole spoiler thing. So uh, hopefully you will check the movie out. Hopefully I'll give you just enough that you want to go see it. So that sets the stage, right? There's a conflict happening. There's a way to get away from the conflict. And so that's where we are. We're building our way to get away from the conflict. And while doing that, and while on that journey to get away from the conflict, which is that storm, uh, Tom Hanks masterfully plays someone who's a first-time parent, uh, ranging from yelling, ranging from nurturing, from storytelling, to wanting them to grow up as fast as they can to understand everything that a parent is saying. Uh, There's one great dialogue scene uh, that I'll quote. He says, I know you were born yesterday, but I need you to grow up and be a man today. And if that doesn't categorize (laughs) being a dad and talking to your son or your daughter, I I don't know what it is because I probably said something along those lines. Not as cool and as stoic as... Uh, Tom Hanks delivered it, but I'm pretty sure I've said something along those lines. So as we are developing this familiar relationship on the road through hardships, through fear, through the bearing of each other's soul, and I say each other's more so as Tom Hanks is speaking to the robot and through stories, he's telling him how his character, Finch, got to where he is today as well as trying to explain to the robot Jeff as he calls himself why he was created and in there is another conflict the person Tom Hanks character Finch thinks he is and the reason that he thinks he created Jeff the robot In that conflict is where it brung out a lot of emotion in me, uh, especially throughout the dialogue in talking about loss and talking about no longer being around and what that means when you're absent. Because they had a whole nice scene about 
the absence of someone and what does absence mean? And then the next question is the robot asking Tom Hanks's character, Finch, when will you be absent? That struck me. I thought about my cousin who is absent. I can still hear his voice whenever I want to because I can listen to his podcasts. And the trippy thing and the thing that was, I think I was hung up on that was allowing me not to deal with the situation. I could listen to myself having a conversation with my cousin. It, of course, it's not in real time. <laughs> I can't interject. He's not going to answer a new question. But I could hear a conversation frozen in time. A moment with my loved one, with my family member. I could hear that frozen in time. And I think... My understanding of that allowed me to kind of wall off me dealing with the fact that my cousin had died. Even though I knew it, you know, and, and those of you out there who have experienced grief, have experienced death, you've experienced the loss of a loved one, especially during the times of COVID-19 uh, and before and after, you know the death has happened. You know the person is no longer there and you understand that but you don't fully articulate that with inside yourself you just keep moving forward every day and you don't take time to recognize how you're building that emotional dam and you don't recognize it until it breaks <laughs> and it break or it started to crack or show its cracks again while witnessing this bond, this emotional bond being built that transcended flesh and bone, but dove into what actual humanity is. You know, that part of all of our souls that knows exactly what the right thing to do is and what the right thing to say is and what the right thing to be is regardless of the situation and understanding it was a story about a parent preparing their child to succeed after they have passed away and this is where my emotional dam broke that we've been talking about this is where the dam just said boom and it was you know the emotions came flooding out because one of the last things i digitally uh, said or heard from my cousin because he texted me while he was in the hospital uh, two days before he passed away. Um, I, I thought of him texting me saying he was going to get better and he would have a bunch of podcast content coming out because of his situation. So he's thinking about <laughs> turning his struggle, turning what he was currently going through into content because that was my cousin. He wanted to get his take out there on what was happening. I'm pretty sure he has some real strong opinions, funny anecdotes, um, and just interesting stories uh, that he would have broken down intellectually on a whole nother level. Uh, and I was looking forward to that. And, and so whether it was true, and I'll never know if he really believed that. I'll never know if he was just keeping others at ease. 
but it, that's what it did. It put me at ease. It put me at rest, so to speak. I was like, oh, he's good. He's going to get better. We're going to hop on a podcast together, and we're going to laugh and discuss about this. And then two days later from that text, I got the phone call saying he had passed away. And the movie helped me, or understanding what the movie was trying to say, helped me understand that accepting that my cousin is gone was not the same thing as forgetting him. And accepting his absence meant that I enjoyed and loved his presence and learned from him while he was there. And whatever pieces were going to come with me would help me succeed and triumph with what was coming down the road. That, what I just explained, uh, either through actions, short stories, anecdotes, anecdotes, excuse me, uh, and just speaking, conversations, Tom Hanks's character was able to impress that upon his creation, Jeff, the robot. And it made me sit back and be like, take a deep breath and be like, damn, wow. Because I think I was trying not to feel it, to not make it real. But paralleling the journey that I was watching and then versus what I was feeling, I realized that was being cheap to my cousin's memory because he left me what to do. You know, you have to honor the time you have with them. You have to be in love with the moments that you had with your family member and you always keep them and you keep going on with what you would do to honor that person. Hence why I'm on this podcast right now talking about something very, very personal um, and trying to deliver a story to you all that loss is not the end and absence is not gone. And if that makes sense or not, you know, it sounds cool when I said it. <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I I think trying not to feel it was me being cheap to my cousin Chris's memory. And it was lessening his impact that he had on so many people. Like trying to ignore it meant that I was ignoring the huge hole that was left. Because it should hurt. It should feel like a loss because it is one. And, and what's funny is even while thinking all this, and this is happening within a span of like 90 minutes or more, you know, and it makes sense that it was Tom Hanks through his acting teaching this lesson or me being able to pick up this emotional lesson because whether it was him, you know, teaching us how to enjoy childhood and, and live your life and still be a big kid in the movie Big, Hey, shout out to everybody else who's like me, who's maybe 38 and up, or I'm 40, going on 41. But Big was a great movie. Or How to Be Courageous, like playing the captain and save it Private Ryan. And How to Be Accepting and Loving No Matter What and Forrest Gump. And then finally, How to Make Peace with Death. And then the chapter, it opens up, not just the hole it leaves. I'm happy and I'm thankful for that movie. And I'm thankful for the movie Finch because I think Tom Hanks with three characters, you got to understand Tom Hanks is uh, doing all his dialogue, most likely to a person clad in all blue with dots on their face to map facial expression or the, the, 
minimal amount of facial expression coming from this robot because he is talking to a robot, quote unquote, in the movie. And then there's also a second robot and a dog. And Tom Hanks is emoting or using his dialogue tics and body behavior and facial expressions to give us all this emotion and the weight of his backstory without having to have us sit through an hour and a half of the movie just learning backstory and exposition. So if you want to see a movie and you want to watch how an actor is good or not good, you go ahead and watch Finch. And understanding, the, like I said before, the concept's not new. Robots, artificial intelligence, and being alive, that concept is not new. But completely ignoring that and ignoring the conflict and simply focusing on the journey. Where the journey was to get away from what was bringing death faster than what Tom Cruise was ready, assuming Tom Hanks was ready to accept. And also to teach a new member of the family how to take care of the rest of the family. So as a man passing on his role as the caretaker, man of the house to the next robot. Now, that part doesn't necessarily parallel my journey, but just that emotional setup and understanding that when you leave, the best thing you could have done in your life, other than being kind to people, loving people, and forging bonds and friendships with people, the best thing that you can do in your life is make sure the per the, the other people in your life are going to be able to accept your absence but be stronger by your presence. And I can accept my cousin's absence, but I think more than I thought or more than I knew so in the past, I can definitely uh, use lessons and conversations that I've had with him to make me better and to keep me going in my future. So I, I want to say thank you to my cousin Chris, my guy KC. I want to say goodbye to you. I love you, cuzzo. Be at peace and be in love. And I always keep the mic and headset on for you. And that recording light is always lit, homie. And I know that's a personal story. It's not so much of a full-on review of the movie Finch, but more so as how, again, the emotional core of the movie helped break my emotional dam and helped me on my own emotional journey that paralleled the films. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, I want to thank you for letting me put my heart into the microphone and talk about a cool movie that I watched and also by my and also about my emotional journey. And I want to, as always, put it out there. If you want to hit me up on social media, if you want to join in on this conversation, or if you want to ask me questions about any future episodes, again, just hit me up at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook uh, at Big Blurred. And usually it's Big underscore Blurred. 
Um, you can also ping me in Clubhouse if you need to. And lastly, keep on the lookout for upcoming episodes in season four. I really plan to have a lot of content that jumps between the pop culture, nerd, anime, as well as talking about the black experience, navigating pop culture and navigating anime and navigating life. So if you want to catch me, you can always catch me on my social medias. You can catch me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter at Big Blurred. Again, it's usually Big underscore Blurred. Uh, you can catch me, leave me any type of, not any type, but leave me a message, contact me, ask me a question, engage with me. I love it. You can catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google. You can catch it on Spotify, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are hosted. You can tune in and listen to the new and the past seasons of Big Blurred Podcast. So I want to let you guys all know, thank you for coming on this journey with me. Have a great day, afternoon, night, weekday, weekend, whenever you're listening. And as always, everybody, peace.